crab that was fucking thick. I had, did you go? Did you go to the Space Needle? Yes. Um, I'm not big on heights like that, but I did go to the Space Needle. It's pretty. Yeah, the Glass Museum, duh. The Glass Museum's a shit. I've been to Seattle a couple times. I feel like I feel like all the podcast play cousins would love Seattle. I really do. All the all the weed you can smoke, all the fucking craft beer you can drink. Yeah, I couldn't do Seattle. Really? It's too dreary. Oh, well, dog, it's me. So <laughs> it's just <laughs> rain, rain, two hundred days a year. No, I can't do that. I can't switch to the old man Wade show for some reason. So let me tell you, Brandon, I love that shit. And maybe maybe it's just because I'm just a gloomy motherfucker. But um <laughs> <laughs> But you know the good thing about it is like other than leaving people like Javi, Shanice, um, a couple of my um homies who aren't on the show, a few of my homies who aren't on the show, I'm not gonna miss Boston at all. And then like I realized a lot of the you people might. that I You say that, but you might. Dog, I hate these motherfuckers here, dog. It's, <laughs> yo, I was talking to a, I was talking to a buddy of mine who was like one of the angriest people I know, and this is coming from me. And he left and moved to Florida, and he said his attitude completely changed. I'm starting to think it's something in the area. His, he probably went to good ass weather in the beach. Well, y'all got a beach, but the good I weather. Call, I wouldn't call any of that shit here a beach unless you're going to like the Cape. I thought they had beaches all up and down New England. No! Oh, that's what I thought. I thought they, had, I thought they definitely do have beaches. I thought y'all have the rocky, y'all have the rock beaches, right? No, we have, we have, we have, it depends on the elevation, but we definitely have beaches. So this shit's are not beaches, dog. Those are fucking bodies, those are bodies of water with nasty ass fucking people and nasty ass sand. You know the reason I don't like the beach? that's a beach. That's a beach. That's a beach. That's a beach. Hawaii Hawaii has beaches. Florida has beaches. Fucking Mexico has beaches. And I don't even like fucking Mexico. Yo. So, So I was at, you like tropical. You like tropical beaches. No, I, no. I like yes. beaches where I like beaches where I'm not gonna step. Right. I was I was in Nantasca Beach. Mm-hmm. It's a beach in Massachusetts. Oh, so we do and, have beaches. There we go. Point we have we have kind of beaches like we have like we kind of have a zoo here. Fucking, crazy, <laughs> yo, yo, I'll, I'll get into that conversation after this. So. I was on the beach. I was I was like maybe like nine or ten. My parents loved the beach, so we used to go almost three times a week all summer. This particular, and I used to walk around barefoot, like you know I me mean? at the beach. I stepped in a puddle with a with like four or five like cigarette butts. Barefoot, I was done after that. I was like, yeah, I'm cool. Never again. Is it Nantucket the beach? Nantucket. I see. I always see the, the movies, and y'all have them beaches with all them rocks and the high waves, and people sit on the rocks. And nobody's in the water, and they just go to the beach and sit on the rocks and watch the water. There's a couple of those in there we go, the Cape. Here we go. Here's some, here we go. There's a couple of those in the Cape, and there's a couple. Oh yeah, of those there is a shitty looking beach. Old man's right. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah, those are in the Cape. 
Some of those, some of them look good, but they're in the cake. They're not fucking up and down the window. And also, you gotta remember, these are the people who are taking the good pictures. Like, you know what I mean? These, these, these are the in, these are the Instagram filters of beaches. So they're taking the good picture, and you're painting a bad picture. So, so it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. It's, okay. Boston so, Harbor is considered a beach. That shit's it's, not a beach. It's not a beach. It's in the fucking name. Bro, bro, there's beaches all all down where JFK Mass is, which are beautiful, by the way. Um, right by those houses going going into South Boston, going into South Boston, going to Sullivan. Yo, Mark, don't go outside. Mark don't be outside. Them shits are nasty. Mark don't even like going outside. Mark don't even like beaches. It sounds like Mark just don't like Northeast people. Yeah, that, that might be right. Ding, motherfucking ding. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, I yeah. hate it up here. For some of us, for some of us that got hometown pride, yo, you know what I'm saying? Yo, you, you yo, out here. Let me tell you what happened. Southern people are much nicer. Yo, let me tell you what happened. Yo, but they're fake. They're no, fakers. they're real. No, the niggas up here are fake. No, the are people up north are fake. <laughs> they're <laughs> definitely <laughs> more fake. Nah, we'll tell uh, you to your face. No, nah, and I'm not talking about black people. Black people everywhere are the same, in my opinion. We got the differences, but we the same. But white yeah. people, but white people down south, yo, they'll No, white people down south are better because you have the really nice southern white folks. <laughs> and then you have the and then you no, and then you have the racist white folks. And well, the racist, racist and the racist white folks don't hide being racist. The the people up north absolutely hide being racist. The white people up north pretend not to be racist, pretend not to be like that. I don't know. Last time, I don't know. Last super. I'm from the northeast. What are you talking about? Well, part of the northeast. You from Baltimore? It ain't the northeast. Baltimore's not the northeast. That's it's not. The, it's it's, it's the northern. It's the northernest. It's the the northernest most southern state in the union. If you're, yeah. you're you're below the Mason Dixon line. No, Baltimore is above the Mason Dixon line. Yeah, they're above the Mason Dixon line, but they still like. Baltimore's in Northeast City. It's an hour from Philadelphia. <laughs> Wherever they fought Civil War, whatever states they fought Civil War shit, is the South to me, bro. Baltimore's an hour from Philadelphia, <laughs> dog. Washington, nobody considers Washington, D.C. the South. And that's more South than Baltimore. We do. No. <laughs> Yo, you don't realize how north we are, bro. We north. We're north. So, north. okay. The Mason-Dixon line, are, also called like, the Mason, like, Mason and Dixon line, is a boundary line that makes up the border between Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Maryland. But straight up and down, Maryland's on my place. Maryland and Baltimore are on a list of places I wouldn't mind. Maryland's an amazing place. Though. It's much better than Boston. Yo, before we get into the show, let me tell you what happened. This would just be some other random kind we of do a state rating. Oh, don't get me started. So, we, so, we, so we get to fuck Mississippi. Um, so we're leaving. I'm not gonna let you sit on Mississippi. There's a lot of good black people in Mississippi. So there is a lot. There is a lot of there's a lot of niggas who get hung in Mississippi too. Can I tell my story? You should go to Jackson, Mississippi. You'd like it. Yeah, that sounds like a sundown state. I'm cool. No, Jackson, Mississippi is like 89% black. And they have a super progressive and they have a super progressive black mayor. Like super progressive black mayor. Who is fucking with the governor? Here's the problem in Mississippi, Mark. Racist white people control that state so long that even though there's more black people in there than like any other state, 
It just doesn't seem. Mississippi has the most black people of any state in the in the union. It's yeah. almost forty percent black. Yeah. Me and Brandon talked about that on my show one day when I was talking yeah. about yeah. Mississippi. We had this whole conversation. Jackson is dope, though. I, I think everybody should go to Jackson, but just don't go anywhere else. Yeah, Jackson's dope. Driving to Jackson is the airport in Jackson. Yeah, that's the airport in Jackson. Jackson's dope. Oh, Jackson State is there. I've been to Jackson. Jackson's dope. And then there's a lot of rural. I'll get Marco get to a story, but there's a lot of rural. See, the thing about Mississippi and those and the, those southern states, like the, the Sun Belt, is unlike the Northeast, right? In the Northeast, all the black people live in the cities, right? They live in Boston, they live in Philadelphia, they live in New York, they live in Baltimore. In, and they don't live anywhere else in the state. They live in the cities, and they populate those places in the suburbs. But they don't live anywhere else in the state. And the southern states is different. You get a bunch of people in Birmingham, Alabama, black people. Like black, Birmingham's like almost 70% black. You get a bunch of black people in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. You get a bunch of black people in Little Rock, Arkansas. But in the south, they got black rural areas where you go to bumfuck Alabama and there's nothing but black people there. But it's like they live in trailers and it's super country, but it's nothing but black people. We don't really have that up north because all of us live in the city. Yeah. So, I mean, for now. Yeah. <laughs> so let me tell you what happened. I'm not even going to get into the first bunch of racist shit that happened. I'm just going to get into the one where I'm stopped to a fight. We're leaving one of the um, train stations that connect to another one so we can go um, go home. There's a white dude with a bandana over his face, you know, for a mask, and he's on a bicycle. Me and Valkyrie stop. He doesn't move. So we go in front of him and get up the elevator. And so he says something like passive aggressive under his breath. Me and Moreno say that we laugh off, whatever. We get up off the off the elevator. We're walking down a walking down a long hallway to get to the train. And now we see this dude on his bicycle riding down the tunnel. You don't think nothing of it, just kinda of let it go. Me and Valkyrie trying to figure out where we're gonna go, da 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 da, that you wanna sit back here. And BTA dude, because he sees it with luggage, is like, oh, um, you know, the back of the train is here, the front of the train is down there. And so I said, Oh, I'm from here, I know the luggage and all that, but thank you for the help. Uh just case we weren't. Like, you know, I'm just being pleasant because granted, I could have been like, yeah, nigga, I know. But I was like, nah, thank you. We already know that. But we really do appreciate your help if in case we did. We go, so we end up going towards the end of it. That same dude cuts us, the, the dude from earlier with the bicycle cuts us off. Just randomly just puts his bike in our path. And I'm looking at him like, the fuck is the point of that? I'm thinking like he's doing something. And he goes, oh, you see how it feels? I go, Huh? He just looks at me and doesn't move his bike. I go, nigga, if you don't move his bike out my fucking way right now, because <laughs> he was just being an asshole. And he said something to me. And I was like, yo, if you, I was like, talk, move the fuck out of my way before I bust your ass. He was about to wake your ass, Mark. So, he was one of those fat, crackhead, county motherfuckers. Uh, and so, 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 he, so he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And then, Yo, y'all know Valkyrie. So she was because my back's fucked up. So she was like, Mark, just let's just go. Da 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 da. And so I take two steps and she turns around and was like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm fucking your ass. And so then he realized, oh shit, they're not the ones. And then he said something to Valkyrie. And I said, yo, 
either step up and do something or shut the fuck up. I will beat your ass in his place, you fucking cunt. And he was, and then the MBTA worker comes over and stops him. I was like, yo, I'm cool. I was like, yo. He's about to MMA you. He's about to MMA on you. He's about to, he's about to, yo. I was gonna, let me tell you, I don't box. I was gonna bear hug the shit out of him until he fucking, until the juices popped out of his ears. Yo, I fucking hate ninety percent of the people and things up here. So you, think, you, like, you think you think he was racist? No, I think he was a dickhead. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, North East people are assholes. I mean, everybody knows that. Yeah, but we're assholes to your face. Yo. No, you're not. That, that's a myth. That is not true. That is a myth. That is they're, a myth. They're, they're, they're North East people are mad passive aggressive. Uh, no, black people too. Some of the black people. I'm passive aggressive. I'm passive aggressive as fuck until until I'm until I'm pissed off, and then it's direct because I I have a temper. So I, try, I have to be passive aggressive. Otherwise, I'm going to fuck somebody up or I'm going to get my ass whipped. You ever been to a restaurant with black people and the waiter fucks up? Mad passive aggressive. But you can no. tell. <laughs> no, yeah, you got, know what it is? You know what it is? Nah, hell no. Not me. He's got, no, no, Mark, Mark, no, Mark, the women no, you, Mark, the women you've met in my family, they, you say you're telling me they're passive aggressive? You're telling me they're no. not going to tell you the women in your family, yes, that that is a small minority of fucking people. Not <laughs> to me. That's the people I grew up with. I don't know nothing yeah. about no passive aggressive yeah. shit. Because Caribbean people and fucking Central American motherfuckers are direct. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's, who I grew- that's black boxing to me, bro. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I see it. I see white people do that shit all the time. You know? It's yo, confusing. Yo, that shit be cracking you fucking fuck. Like, yo, you are going to get your... Yo, I just love seeing these stories. Where like it, it don't even matter the race. When someone talks big shit and gets their ass whooped, like I think it was last month, this one dude was out with his homegirls, and these dudes were being real flagrant, being real flagrant. And the dude was like, "Hey, can you please stop doing that? You're offending, and you're making my my um my female friends here worry." They didn't stop, so he ends up going cool. I'll see y'all outside. It was. Three, no, it was, it was three against one, and he beat all of their asses. Jesus one Christ. dude gets knocked out on the first hit. The other two try to jump him. He throws one dude out the way, beats his ass. The other dude tries to walk away. He goes, ah, get your ass back here. He's beating his ass in the street. The other dude's still knocked out. The other guy who just finished getting his ass whipped tries to step up, then he gets his ass beat. I love when shit like that happens. Like or those or those situations where like some random dude to fuck with someone who's like who's like UFC. Those are the greatest stories ever. I love them. Are the guys that walk into the gyms to challenge the fucking <laughs> gym coaches and get their asses beat? Hilarious, bro. Yo, everybody listening, look at the story about there was a, a woman in New Jersey. This happened about a decade ago. And they were at this, like, they were at a party, whatever. And this dude was like, he goes, I can take a punch from you. And now, mind you, the woman he's talking to is an Olympic athlete. And he was like, I can take a punch from you. And she's like, no, you can't. If I hit you once, I'm going to knock you out. He goes, no, you're just a girl. She was like, I'm an Olympic athlete. If I hit you once, I'm going to knock you out. 
And she was like, no, 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 no. One hit, laid his ass the fuck out. You sound like a weakling to me. Do you think you could beat Shayna Baszler in a fight? I wouldn't fight Shayna Baszler. She's a fighter. <laughs> That's an Olympic athlete. That could mean anything. You didn't say an Olympic judo fighter or boxer. It wasn't even a fight. It was just like, I'm going to let you punch me. And it was just one hit a quitter. The people down south are much nicer. And the difference is, you know who's an asshole, you know who's not, and you know where to go and where not to go in the south. In the northeast, you feel like you can go anywhere as a black person. Then you show up somewhere, and it's like, uh, this don't look right. I think it's starting to get exposed, though. I think a lot of that is becoming, um, I think a lot of black people are realizing that it's not as sweet as it, as um, everyone thought it was. I mean, also, I mean it's, it's not horrible, but, you know. Again, it's not like deep south, like, you know, sundown town. No. It's, it's, it's more uncomfortable than it is dangerous. But the dangerous also depends on where you're going. Like, what part of Dorchester are you at? What part of South New York? Like, shit like that. But, like, overall, it's not... If you're black, it's not dangerous if you know how to handle yourself. Me and Harvey right. did an episode. Me and Harvey did an episode about this nah. about like knowing like knowing where you are and knowing not to be an asshole in certain places. And yeah. that's what gets you that's how people get their ass whipped. Is going to places and running their fucking mouth. The thing is the perception I think people have of Boston is that like black people are walking around and there's like roaming gangs of white people just feeding at black people. <laughs> no, that's that's like, say, I can tell you I can tell you what the perception of Boston is. That's not what the perception is. I can tell you what the perception of Boston is. That's not what the perception of Boston is. The perception of Boston for people outside. And I can tell you from someone who lived on the East Coast and then someone who then lived in the South and talked to people talk about Boston from different areas. The perception of Boston is not that. The perception of Boston is that it's super, the people think it's super segregated because they, whenever they see Boston on TV, they never see white people and black people together. So they, when they see Boston on TV, whether it's a basketball game or a, well, the Patriots don't play at Boston, but New England or a Patriots game, or they'll see like clips from downtown Boston for like events. So like th things like that, they never see black people and white people together. So they feel like Boston is super segregated and that the black people are like pushed off into this one area and they don't get to like, they don't interact with the rest of the city. And and then the people there keep it like that. And they're just, and they're like, they think the people in Boston are like these asshole racist people, not like I'm gonna go hang you at sundown racist, but like the type of racist where it's just like, uh, you know, you go into the bar and they and everybody looks at you kind of sideways and you go into the white bar and they'll still, you know, they'll still serve you or whatever, but it's just like mad uncomfortable. And then they get drunk and they're yelling and they're saying, and they say racist stuff when they get fucked up and drunk. Like that's what people think of Boston. They don't think it's like, I'm going to go hunt you like I'm in fucking Stark, Starkville, Mississippi, uh, white people. But they just think it's super segregated because if you watch Boston, the popular media, it's never black. Like if you watch a TV show in New York, right? 
you can't watch a TV show in New York and not see black people. There's always mm-hmm. black people in the background, <laughs> black people in the show. And this is just how, this is how people, I mean, Javi talked about this, but like, this is how the world works. Like a lot of people ask like, how are white people so racist? And I'm like, if you live somewhere where there's no black people, the only thing you know about black people is what you see on TV or what you listen to in music. That's it. That's all you know. <laughs> and so. That goes, for, that goes for any race though. That's just like where yeah. people in, um, in uh, this Asian culture that thinks we all look like the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, and so what people think about Boston who've never been there is all I see is white people. I see white people so, at the Celtics game. I see white people yeah. at the Patriots game. And that's the thing that's, and that's, the, that's the thing that frustrates me because it comes from, a, a lot of times it comes from black people that came to Boston. Actually, Boston, right? So most people that come here, they come here for school. Mm-hmm. Most people come here. They come here for school. School is very. Boston, this is a very implant-like city. Schools in Boston are fucking expensive, bro. Like, like I'm talking like fucking expensive, right? So when you come here, you're on scholarship. You know, you're coming from some of the best schools in the on the planet. Yo, our population doubles during the school during during the school year, right? Like, so they come here. It's a totally different population, even to begin with, while they're here. Right, there's a there's way there's a, there's already a lot of white people, way more white people when when, when school when school's in session, right? Like it, it gets crazy, it's a flood. And here's another thing: so you talked about the South, and you know we understand the demographics of the South is way more black people, but and so you'll see way more black people. You see black people as judges, lawyers, but like running the city because there's way more black people. Check but out you, the uh, still, check out the old man Wade episode. Where you from? We have a whole conversation yeah. about that. So go ahead, Holly. And, but you still have black towns and you have white towns. No matter where you are, that's just how it is, no matter where you are in this country. Boston has those same things, but Boston is tiny. People don't realize how small Boston is. Boston yeah. geographically is one of the smallest major cities, period, but we just have such a large impact because of our industry and schools, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But we still, even in that small geographic area, it's segment segmented like every other area. There's black neighborhoods and white neighborhoods. So let's remember all that. I'm trying to paint a picture for you here, right? So, and here's the thing, just like in other areas, there's not a lot of cross pollination between these, these areas. Boston also, so Boston as a city is almost half people of color. Large portions of that are black people, mm-hmm. black immigrants, um, black descendants of slaves, just black people. There's, if you come to Boston and you don't see black people, you wasn't you weren't looking, right? And that's the case. A lot of these students in the, their schools, and I, and at first I say Boston in quotation marks because a lot of these schools aren't necessarily in the Boston area. They're definitely not in the area where black people live. Right? They're in Cambridge. They're um, north of Cambridge. They're outside of Boston, right? Where there's a lot of white people. So they're 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 going to Boston. They're avoiding black neighborhoods. Black neighborhoods in Boston are very self-sustainable. I grew up. I grew up. I didn't know any white people until I left high school. And I lived in Boston my whole life. You know what I'm saying? We have yeah, well, why don't the black people go where to where is their where's the common space? Like right, if I go to downtown, if I go to downtown, we are literally reacting everything we talked about on an episode already. 
I know, but but this is a this is a question that I didn't never got answered. Where's the cop? Like if I go to downtown Atlanta, right? Atlanta is known as like a black city, right? Atlanta's known as a black city. But if you go to downtown Atlanta, you're gonna see a bunch of black people and a bunch of white people. If I if you turn on the Atlanta Hawks game or I turn on Atlanta Falcons game, you're gonna see a bunch of black people and a bunch of white people in the stands. If I go if I go to Charlotte, same thing. Dallas, you turn on the Mavericks game tomorrow, you're gonna see a bunch of black people in the stands, and you're gonna see a bunch of white people in the stands. When oh, I, I turn on the Celtics game tonight, I can well, I can that yeah, when I turn on the Celtics game tonight, I'm gonna see like five black people in the stands. What is so funny about that is, is I've gone to a lot of Celtics games. There are a ton of black people mm-hmm. in the Celtics games. A thousand percent. Same thing with the um, maybe not so much with the Patriots and definitely not so much with not the, the Red Sox. Sox. No, not with the Red Sox, but the Celtics. Mm. Fuck yeah. But you also gotta remember the places you named are are um either progressive or black. And to quote something to, um, to say something. something. Spots is very progressive, yeah. but it's but it's it's racist progressive. <laughs> like no, they want you. No, 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 let me say, let me, no, no, no. Let me finish, let me finish my thought. Just because you know how bad my memory is. Yeah. I just want to say that there there's a um no no nobody there's yeah. a thing with this city where it almost feels like they're a a pubic hair away from being a MAGA state. Because I really do feel like a lot of times the me- the media paints this as a predominantly white place, and I think that when you see when you show the papers, you show the Red Sox, and especially the Celtics, they want to portray it as that. And to quote something Hobby said on the episode we did, you can't go anywhere in Boston without seeing someone black or brown or Cape Verdean, like or like Hispanic or Caribbean. This we working. Is, we work in this city. And not even, <laughs> not even <laughs> wrong about us, bro. Like, yeah, and it's not. And, and again, to quote Javi again, I'm, we're not talking about just the, the MBTA um, bus drivers. We're not just talking about the people who make this oh, city. I know like, that. The, yeah, the grunts. Like you know what I mean? Doctors, nurses, congressmen. Like we're all over the fucking place. But the our mayor, our mayor is freaking. Our mayor, our mayor is an Asian woman who fought, who who pretty Michelle much. Michelle Wu, right? And she just yeah. chose with black. Her and my cousin. I like her. She chose with just black people. And we have um, Ayanna Presley, and then the mayor that she replaced, even though she was um, interim, she was she was appointed by um, um, the guy that's. He's he's on the Biden administration right now. You still have Deval Patrick. Marty Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, Deval Patrick was governor, right? Um, the first black governor in in America was a governor in Massachusetts, a governor of Massachusetts, right? And um, what was it? The mayor that that this mayor Michelle Wu replaced was a black woman. Yeah. So like the boss doesn't fuck thing. around. But like but the perception of it is like police chief is a black man. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? There, there are a ton of fucking black police officers. Like, when I went to Boston, of- I saw a bunch of black people. But I'm just telling you, people who never been to Boston, they don't even go by what they see. So and when you turn that? on Boston, yeah. you don't see that. Hey, can I explain that? Can I explain that one second? Boston is Boston is not the capital city of Massachusetts. Boston is the right. capital city of New England. Massachusetts is 90, over 90% white. New England is even more white than Massachusetts. Right? Right. And when you have those Patriots games and Red Sox games, yeah, that's I'll people be all over New England, bro. Like, just, just oh, the numbers, I see. you know what I'm saying? I see, like yeah, I see what you're saying. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Breaking news. 
My beer is being delivered. I'll be right back. <laughs> no, no, Javi, that makes sense when you think yeah. about. Like, I mean, I knew that with Patriots games. Yeah. So I already knew that with Patriots games because yeah. that's why we call the New England Patriots. People come up yeah. from Rhode Island. They come in from New Hampshire. They come in from Vermont. All types of yeah. So I. I, I understood that with the Patriots games, but the Celtics games is the one that I just never understood because that's right think, downtown. That's right downtown Boston. But that's the same thing. That you, um, and the thing is, downtown Boston, to answer your question about like downtown, downtown Boston isn't the same as like downtown in other cities, right? Like, we have multiple downtowns. Downtown Boston, it actually was a ghost town for a number of years, right? Like when I was in high school, when I was in high school, it was like it was shitty like it was crime like crazy that's you would see black you, you would see black people there but you probably also get robbed like you know what i'm saying like we would chill there was fights after high school like it was crazy bro like it was nuts and then gentrification like and then the recession happened downtown boston because downtown boston had a lot of our newspapers so a lot of the newspapers went away and then a lot of the business businesses shut down so downtown was for a number of years was a ghost town and then gentrification came in so now boston downtown boston's all million dollar condos like it's crazy super high end like zero crime you got like you know it's just it's just all white like it's it's not just but is the black people. population increasing or decreasing in boston it's, de- it's i believe it's decreasing and it's decreasing for the same reason why a number of cities i believe have that same issue i don't i don't think this i Except for maybe the South, gentrification and and, and uh, yeah. getting priced yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So we act, we actually move because I was going to answer your question about the suburbs. The 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 um exurbs in suburbs of Boston are becoming a lot blacker. Oh yeah, wow! Their black okay. populations are actually growing because of gentrification. Um, but yeah, just like can, I say, places, so, yeah. can I say my drizzly driver came out looking like a snack? Ooh. What the fuck is drizzly? Ah, you know, drink delivery. Bro, they deliver drinks. They do it with Uber Eats. Uber Eats deliver drinks. And you can do takeout drinks in Texas. Uber Eats delivers drinks now, too, I think, right, Mark? They do. They do. They deliver drinks now, too. So I can go to a restaurant, order seven margaritas, and take them to go. And that was. Drizzly came out delivering drinks before Uber did. Yeah, it's a Boston-based, oh, again, yeah. three to four, whole full circle, it's a Boston-based yeah. um, company. Yeah, yeah. Boston, oh. Uber, Lyft, all those companies start, like, a lot of them started in Boston, between Boston and San Francisco. Yeah. Like, they'll start in Boston and then go to San Francisco. A lot of tech bros out here, bro. Like, the money out here is ridiculous, man. Like, the money all out right. here is stupid. All right, so. But you can marry Yo. You know that. Yo. I'm in tech. I just got a raise on on Thursday. Oh, so you know, you know, you know <laughs> my internet went down. Yo. My internet was down on Thursday, and it was down for a whole day. And I had no internet, so I couldn't work. And my boss calls me, and I'm thinking like, "Oh God, what the fuck happened?" Like, because I couldn't see anything. I'm like, "What the fuck happened?" He's like, "Um, Brandon, I just want to call you to let you know that um, we're giving you a ten thousand dollar raise, and you should be getting a letter soon." I was like, "Oh." Wonderful, <laughs> fantastic! Ten thousand dollar raise. But my internet's down, so I can't get on there to look at it. But thank you. <laughs> it was such a, it was such a, uh, it was such a unique call because I was just bracing for the worst. Yeah, I'm quitting my job by the end of the year, bro. Fuck that. Can I just say that I love the uh, the little mental exercises? That we do. I really do feel like we're like more. This is like this is what for the record. This is where the episode's gonna start. I love these. 
podcast warmups. It's like we're like we're all preparing. Like this, these are like the layup lines. You know what I mean? Yes, the that's exactly what it is. I I fucking I look forward to these shows every two weeks. You know what's funny? We had that conversation, and I I planned on having an icebreaker for you two to like start the podcast. <laughs> But it was going to be a much longer conversation. But I think we should do it anyway. But just make it a much, 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 much shorter conversation. I'm with it. Like I'm, I'm off. So whenever you guys so, want to start, my question to y'all is: Which rap song did the main rapper, or like the you know the the person whose song it was, get out rapped by a guest rapper that sticks oh, the most to you? So, uh, Everyone uh, talks I, about Renegade. Yeah. Uh, Lupe Fiasco, Kanye West, Touch the Sky was the first one popping up. Who did what? Lupe murdered Kanye on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> guess who's on third? Lupe still like Lupe in the third. <laughs> yeah, the My- is, is that a is that a is that a Bone Thug song or a Biggie song? Oh, a Biggie that, song. no, that's a you are yeah, that's a that's, yeah, that's a. Can we count that though? Because like they essentially jumped him. <laughs> no, nah, I don't uh, think but Busy Bones. Oh uh, yeah. You know, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Busy Bone Busy Bone does outrap Tupac in Thug Love though. He destroys Tupac when that's oh, yeah. all. <laughs> I'll give you another I'll give you another one. Method Man on on Biggie the What. I, I'm glad you said that. Cause my number one that's underrated is Red Man outrapping Method Man on the Rock Wilder. I hate to break this to people, other, bro. Like it's time. back and forth. It's a back and forth thing. It all depends on what the. For example, one of my favorite Method Man or Red Man songs is. Excuse me. My favorite commercial Red Man and Method Man song is Miss International. And while Red okay. Man gets his while Red Man gets his shit off, that's Method Man's bag. Like that smooth rapper shit. That's Method Man's bag. I got another one for you. Um. Shit, I gotta find the name of the song. It's uh Method Man in um the name of the song is Lemon Squeeze. Oh, hold on. Yo, while you're thinking it up, cannabis LR. <laughs> Yo, cannabis oh, yeah. oh, LR oh, wow. so bad <laughs> that he fucking started it started the beef. Uh lemon <laughs> lemon squeeze. Yeah, but LR won that beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Conway the Machine um and featuring Method Man. Method Man murdered. Conway the Machine on that though, but again, Method Man's on a whole nother level, especially since he hasn't sworn on a song in about five years or some shit like that. It's made him that much better, and it's so impressive that he does shit like that. He hasn't sworn. Uh, yeah, Method Man hasn't sworn on a song in about five years. What really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know that. That's cat. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Go so that was the one. That was the one question. And the second one was: Is there anyone else more misogynistic or sexist that's also just like great than Nate Dogg? Snoop. <laughs> Snoop. Snoop. Yes, but Snoop's involved. I mean, Nate Dogg passed no, away. He's not, he, no, he's not. He literally said that Megan Stallion and Cardi B shouldn't be rapping about what they're rapping about because it's offensive to women. You wrote a song called It Ain't No Fun If The Homies Can't Have Them. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's evolved. He's evolved too far. He's evolved too far. Is what I'm saying. He's the same motherfucker, man. Um, Snoop Dogg in 1993 would have loved that song. So, Nick someone who... And we talk about it all the time. 
Yo, so mystical. Let's, let's just call it like it is. Yeah. That dude has a song, and it comes off. I came in with my dick in my hand. Yo, be cool, bitch. Be cool. And that's it. Be, be cool, bitch. But at least they're, at least they're <laughs> rapping. Nate Dogg be singing and sounding so melodic. Yes, yeah, facts. He sounds so no, melodic. No, no. He'll be saying the most rough, the most fucked up shit. Hold on, no, no, I'm not gonna let you do that because Nate Dogg. Okay, and because okay. Nate Dogg has um, a song with um, Eminem, "Shake That Ass." Yeah, that's like his worst. What's one? His people like that, but I hate that. For Nate Dogg, song. Nate Dogg's my guy. I love that song. I love that song because at one point he was just like, "If you don't like," basically he was just like, "If you don't mind coming home with me, if you don't mind taking these shots, if you don't mind doing this stuff." So, like again, Nate Dogg evolved. <laughs> Rick Ross admitted to date raping somebody on his songs. Oh yeah, Nick Ross. No, yeah, uh, he's definitely on the top of that list. Have you ever? And then the, so on the last part of that, before we get right into the docket, have you ever? Have you ever read the lyrics to the Too Close song by Next? That shit's nasty. Have you ever? Like, <laughs> we, a, I, a, somebody told me about this a couple weeks ago, and then I listened to the song, song, and I was like, I had no idea. That's what that song was about. I the had no idea. Is- the whole chorus should be edited out. The whole chorus should be beat bleeped. I was I was sitting along to that song with my mom in the car. Now, girl, I know Back you felt it. You know no, I no, can't no. help it. You know what? No, 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 no. let, let me read the lyrics right now. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Yes, that's yeah, how it starts. Come on. Yeah, come on. Dance for me, baby. Ha ha, yeah. Ha ha, nigga. Um, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the stuff? Uh, step back. You're dancing kind of close, and then he then mm, I, I feel a little, little poke, poke. poke coming through on. <laughs> All right, yo, yo. see, <laughs> see, that's a nasty. nasty song. That's a nasty. That is song, a nasty bro. fucking song. It's about I'm, nasty. I'm dancing with you at the club, and my dick got hard. That's what the song's you know what's about. Funny though, to me, I, I feel even worse about that because I kind of come from a culture where you you dance with girls kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? So again, but that's, di- but that's singing, different. That's the, si- that's the culture though. Like you know what I mean? No, that's- but I'm singing. <laughs> I'm singing along to that song. My mom's in the car. She's from that same culture too, so she knew. Yeah, that's just nasty, bro. Yo, hold on. Before we before we get to the show, this is all, everything we're talking about isn't going on isn't going on BBS. This is going on the old man way show. Can I tell you who the dirty Matt King is? Who? Neo. Oh, you said that before. Neo I just want to warn you. If you're saying this, you say this on the old man way show before, but I don't care about the repeat. You, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> hold on. Um, but my favorite, one of my favorite, I'm just going to bring this one down. The song is called Single. Everybody in the club right now, oh, oh no, oh yeah. Um, if he came here by himself tonight, because he wouldn't pick up the phone, he was supposed to be here tonight, couldn't find him, so he came along. And this is where it gets nasty. It don't matter because you're here now, and the music you're enjoying. So for the next couple of minutes, baby, I'm going to be your boyfriend. And then it gets worse. He don't tell you that he, that you're beautiful. No, hold on. Um, he don't tell you that you're beautiful. Let me sing. Let me tell you to you do the beat. He don't tell you that I love you. That he loves you, girl. Let me sing it in the harmony. Let my song get you higher. We never have to come back down. And if ever you should miss me, just tell the DJ play it back now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, 
Hold on, what's the other one? Um, so go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm, you I'm know what's the one. inverse to the songs that we're talking about, though? This song, people immediately, when they hear it, they think, oh, this is like a super, like, sexist song. And it, it is, in a way. But it's also, like, weirdly progressive, if you actually, like, read the lyrics. Yeah. And it's, uh, Akinelli put it in my mouth. <laughs> If you go yeah. read the lyrics to that song, the first verse is him talking about he want this girl to go down on him, right? Yeah. And then the second verse is this girl talking about how much she wants the guy. Yes, how much he wants the guy to go down on her. And then they both and then they both sing the together at the end. Yo, all right. So hold up. This is the other one. Neo song and it, it just ain't right. I'm just gonna say the first verse. That's it. Damn, it's been something like three years since we came to amends. Goodness, didn't realize it's been that long. But anyway, it's so good to hear from here that you moved on and found somebody new. So have I. But still, baby, something is wrong. This is a good episode. This is great for old man Wayne. I like this conversation. Oh, God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, something I brought. Oh, oh, here we go. Don't worry about it. Uh, don't worry about it if it gets too personal. But do my do, do I ever cross your mind when things get sexual? <laughs> do you ever reminisce about about us on the bathroom floor or maybe the cake table or maybe on the sink? <laughs> Needless to say, me um needless to say to you, me and my girl are almost through. Seems that she thinks something that I'm not over us. That's crazy, ain't it? <laughs> oh yeah, he's dirty Mac for real. So he is dirty Mac King. Yo, I don't believe you guys haven't brought up the, the, the love song of our generation. Oh god, what what fuck shit is this gonna be? Some may say it's too that shit, but I believe that it goes on the monument of love with love actually, the notebook, the Bible what? maybe. Tip drill? That's that's on there as well. But this one is the King Mag Daddy. Nas featuring Bravehearts. Yes, my dear. Take a look. You have been hypnotized on how my long dick stretches your insides. For real, my lady, with your Thick lips and thick thighs. Show both holes. Pass it to Nas. Or pass it to Naish. Or pass it to Jung. Or pass it to Horse. What? Then that ass getting tossed. Fuck a hustler book. Penthouse or black tail. I got bitches sending me niggas flicks in jail. Black tail, yo. If you don't know what black tail is. If you don't know what black tail is, yo, you are way too young to be a date. And at the, end, crazy, at the end of bro. putting it in your mouth, Akin Yelly says, what do you choose to lick? Pussy or dicks? People throughout the world, it's your pick. That's pretty fucking progressive for 1996. Yeah, that is pretty. <laughs> when you think that, about it. You got to that. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's nineteen ninety six. And so the last thing I was gonna say, because I had three of these, because you know, old man always does this. He has like twenty one questions in our podcast. And so I actually did this. 
So the other one I had was who whines more on a song? Keith Sweat or no Keith Sweat? No, the other one is going to be close. Keith Sweat or Lenny Williams? Keith Sweat. You didn't have to finish that question. It's Keith Sweat. Have you listened to "Cause I Love You"? That guy is whining the entire song. His whole career is whining. His voice, his everything is just whining. Why? Yo, yo, dog. Look, my favorite part about all this is though, is that it reminds me of something my mother used to say because we used to have when me and my mother used to get along. We used to have these long, deep conversations about music, and she was like, "I hate Keith Sweat. I never liked me a why. I never liked the whining ass nigga." <laughs> he is a whining nigga, but Lenny Williams be whining on that fucking song because I love that's you, one song. and that's like eight. But the song's like nine minutes long. A whining. <laughs> Yo, that's that's two. That's a, that's a Keith Sweat song that I have. <laughs> Keith Sweat's most whining song is probably nobody. Oh, it's probably <laughs> nobody. Can I just say something that's gonna be fun? I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say two things. One, there's no difference in the, between the beats of "What About Your Friends" and "Hat to the Back." The beats are exactly the same. The DLC, mm-hmm. Hat to the Back. Oh, okay. So, so the second, so the second thing is, T. Boss stole Key Sweat style and then does it better than he does. Cool, T. Boss. T. Boss stole Key Sweat style and does it better than he does. For such a lying mouth. Yeah, that's blasphemy. Blasphemy. T. Boss is the female Key Sweat, and she does it way better than Key Sweat does. Yo, listen. I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna say it again. Nobody in a versus could beat peak TLC and peak Missy. No one beat Missy. Yes, TLC don't got that many hits. They got maybe seven hits. Yo, their B sides are better than most fucking people's like regular choice though. Missy, you're right. I don't know who can beat Missy. Pebbles, nobody. Pebbles, yo, yo, we're ending that. We're ending that. Pebbles can beat TLC because she has all their songs. Maybe <laughs> the, the best person that could go up against Missy honestly yeah, would probably be Buster Rhymes. Yeah, probably be Buster Rhymes. And it's funny because no one's like, "Oh, you can't have me." I'm like, "Yo, I, yo, I'm not big on concerts, but I would fly somewhere to see a Buster Missy battle." I would too. That would be probably the the only other the two verses I want to see most was Buster and Missy and Diddy versus Dr. Dre. Why? Oh, yeah. The two yeah, biggest actually, producers in the 90s. Actually, Diddy might get him, though. I'm going to be honest Diddy with you. Diddy might get him. Diddy might get him. Because he has, because Diddy has, like, Diddy has more hits than Dre does. Yeah. Dre may have, Dre is definitely more influential. Dre yeah, may but have you're talking about Dre. producer. So you're talking about all of Pac's hits, all of Snoop's hits, all of Nate Dogg's hits, Warren G. That's fine. But Eminem, get, 50 Cent. That's fine. Okay. But you only got, you only got 20, though. And so then everybody else. Yeah, it's twice. And everybody else. Pop yeah, I'm pretty, produced on everybody. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yo, can I tell you, I'm mad we didn't get to see that uh, Sticky Fit, the, um, Onyx versus Cypress Hill. I really wanted to see that. Sticky Sticky's one of my favorite rappers ever. He's in my top 15 favorite. Because the autobiography of Kirk Jones, Shut Him Down, All We Got Is Us, those are three of my favorite um, hip hop albums. I, I want to say versus between Cannabis and Pete Rock. 
It could be like five songs. It could be like three songs. Man, you guys are hit. They're beefing right now, bro. You know who I want to see? They're beefing right now, bro. Like, Cannabis put out an album saying, produced by Pete Rock. Pete Rock expeditiously responded on Twitter saying, I would never associate myself with a trashy album. Who's listening to a Cannabis album in 2022? It was like, Cannabis sounds like trash. You? Really? his His last album wasn't that bad. This last his, last, his last two albums weren't that bad. His last, he put out, his last two albums, he's had two albums in the last few years. He just put out a new album, bro. When, like, like within the last few months? Look it up, Cannabis C. I can't Cannabis believe C. Cannabis is still putting out albums. Yeah, he's, I mean, what else is he going to do? I really do want that Jimmy Dr. Dre one though. They probably have to go to 30. Oh, it's only seven. It's only seven being produced by Pete Rock. (laughs) Yeah, it's I'm I'm gonna bump this. But yo, I know no one's gonna agree with me, but I want to see Lupe versus Kendrick. That's the one I want. I mean, you say in in a versus that that wouldn't be close. In a in like if you if it was like people listening to it. That's what I mean. I'm yeah, it would be close. Anymore. But in like a versus format, Lupe would get obliterated in a versus <laughs> format. You say that, but Lupe's got club hits, though. Lupe's got fun hits, he's got club hits, and he's got like his... I've seen Lupe in concert. Lupe is fucking fun at a concert. And like, Kendrick, don't get me wrong. If we're just going... If we're in a, but I, I have to agree, in a versus setting, yes. Kendrick wins probably 15 to 5. But if we're talking... Kendrick's going to come out in a gold robe. Because you're gonna come on such a cold roll with an 80 piece orchestra behind him. Lupe's gonna be in his room with three skateboards behind him on his couch, bro. Like, Lupe's gonna have all of Chicago behind him. That's exactly what would happen, too. That is exactly what would happen. It could be like live from the space station. Yo, Kendrick Lamar is the Metalocalypse. People do say the, the number one person to beat in versus is Lil Wayne, and I can't argue with that. Uh, Him and Missy. Yeah, yeah. Little Wayne got hits. Little Wayne got hits. Like the problem with Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne's mixtapes are as famous as some of his songs. He's the only one who can do that. He's the only one that could go play mixtapes in the verses and everybody knows the songs. That's true. He'll be like, what year do you want? Yeah. Like, what year? What year do you want? to? And people forget, like, he was rapping when I, when I was in high school. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Rock is Out was in 2001. No, no, no. I was, I was, no. I was in high school in 2001. I'm talking, like, the 90s when they did um, um, Bling Bling. That was yeah. Blake yeah, Blake was, was ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine yeah. to two thousand. Yeah, because I was in high school when I, I was high, I was in high school during that era. I'm mad being Wayne at the same age. Though. <laughs> Yo, Little Wayne has a song where he he's rapping. He looks he's rapping Yes, he, he goes, does. He goes uh, There's blood all over my chauffeur. Blood all over my Rover. I'm in my S dots. That's blood all over my Hovers. I was like, damn, man. Lil Wayne in the 2000s was just dropping incredible mixtape after incredible mixtape after incredible mixtape after incredible mixtape. And then following it up with dope ass albums. Like, and, then it, and then following it up, following it up with Drake and Nicki Minaj. 
Like, yeah, yeah, like, like Mid 2000s Wayne was just incredible. No, <laughs> like, what's that song? Uh, six foot eight, six foot eight foot. Like he yeah. can put that up against anything anybody's put out at, and I'm like. He can what put up a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli, a milli. Lollipop on a loop. Like Lil Wayne would be tough to beat. Missy yeah, would be uh, really tough to beat. Buster Rhymes would be really tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. You know, we're going to start the episode like this. Javi, put a note, put a, put a note in here because I got a good way to start this. Let me know when you're ready. You want to put a note where? Just let me know like where I'm. Um, or just say we're starting the episode. Get quiet for like two seconds. Like I'm gonna get quiet for like five seconds. Welcome to BB- BBN. Welcome to the BBN podcast. I am your host Red Hood Wade. Across from me we have Javi Von Dude, and across the pond and down south we have. Brandon Orton. So we were having a dope conversation about verses and hip hop and all that. And it got me thinking of a conversation I have been dying to have for a grip. If there was going to be a comic book character versus not teams, just characters, Dude, what bro. character has the best catalog that wins in a 20? Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a that's an easy answer, but it's not the no, most interesting say, answer. Luke Cage is the wrong answer. I'm saying that off. No, it's not Luke Cage. I don't think anyone's had better stories over the last, you know, however long since they've been out than probably Spider-Man. Like, he's probably had the best stories. But it probably. wouldn't be, like, but that's just because he was so popular that they just gave him great stories. But it's also... But I would say something off the script would be... Um, Doctor Doom stories, the stories that center around Doctor Doom. I can't think of any bad ones, but I don't know if you could get to twenty. That's the problem, I think, with um, Doctor Doom is it's like, can you get to twenty? But I think you can get to twenty. Actually, you can. Think about all the stuff he's done since two thousand. Um, are we talking about Doctor Doom centric stories? Then no. But if we're just talking about stuff, yeah, that's what I mean. Stuff, that's no. what I thought you were asking. No, no we're just straight Doctor centric. Versus includes features. Oh yeah, you're right. Versus does so, include features. Doom is honestly, I've already said this. In then the answer is the X Men. But the, I'm, I'm not talking teams though. I'm not talking. Oh yeah, teams. you said I'm no teams. teams. Yeah, so, you did say I'm, no teams. I have to say that originally I was going to say it was between Batman and Wolverine, but I got to give it to Spider Man. The only only other person that may come close is probably Superman. But I think a lot of the bias comes from the fact that people thought he was born for so long. But to Javi's Batman point, and Spider-Man, yeah. Features. But I also think that Wolverine's got an edge because he's literally been on every team. So mm-hmm. he has features as well. So, so, yeah. so, so is Wolverine the greatest, like, so <laughs> is Wolverine the method man of um, comic books? Like, he's just great on every feature? That's ludicrous. Ludicrous is great on every feature. <laughs> yeah. So, so Wolverine's the ludicrous of, uh, of, uh, the, X- of uh, the Marvel Universe? Have, I can't because of bias. I did not like Wolverine. There's a certain era of Wolverine that I hated. Um, was Wolverine's solo series good? Because I've only read like one or two. A lot of the solo series is Wolverine was good for a while. Yeah. He wasn't great until 97. His solo series weren't good until 97. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're lying. He's had and some I great said. moments. He's had some great moments. Yeah. But he, his, his solo series weren't great 
until 97. And that's a that's a whole other show that we're going to get on. And I'm going to really put people on to some really dope Wolverine stuff. Yeah. But Spider-Man has been... I mean, he's been since the, the 60s, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah. Tommy, do you have... Um, what do you got? Because uh, I thought of this in one way. I'm thinking about, like, which character can actually come out with a mixtape. And my answer would have been, like... Mm. Or, like, being versus or something like that. And I would say... Miles Morales, even though he's new, I feel like he's the only character that can realistically have, like, would realistically have a mixtape. Because every black kid in the city wanted to be a rapper. Dazzler. Dazzler, yeah, she's she's on. That's pretty much on the nose, right? Like she's yeah, pretty much on the nose, right there. Um, but as Doctor like, Doom has bars. Doctor Doom got bars. Doctor Doom got bars, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Conan, bro. I'm gonna go with Conan. Conan, Conan, Conan. His catalog like goes beyond Marvel, bro. Like goes goes sure. beyond Marvel and DC. Like this dude was out here in the Hibernian age doing his. Can like, I? This is, can I just say one of my favorite moments this year came in the Fantastic Four recently when Doom beats somebody. He's about to take his mask off, and he goes, "All this time I was." Doom cuts him off and goes irrelevant. Doom maybe yo, is Doom the KRS one of Marvel? Nah, fuck that. Don't ever disrespect Doom. You know I hate KRS one, Marvel. <laughs> I know you do. That Fantastic shit. Four and, and Spider Man are the only comics that I can read the old shit and enjoy. Like I've read the Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Fantastic Four, and it's it's great. Like it's it's wordy because they were really wordy back then. But think bubbles and all that bullshit. But it's still it was still like really compelling. Like the like the Galactus trilogy is still a fucking great. If they put that story out exactly how it was in 1963 today. It would be a great fucking story if none of those characters had existed. Well, uh, this is a conversation me and Javi had about music. I hate when people say instant classic. I think it's an oxymoron. You can't have an instant classic. A classic means it's survived the test of time. Something mm-hmm. that's going to live on forever. Um, like, uh, Ready to Die, classic. Mm-hmm. A lot of Tupac songs, classics. College Dropout. I just got to throw Connie in there. College Dropout is a classic. That's correct. College Dropout is absolutely a classic. Despite my bias towards him now, Kanye West has at least three or four classics under his belt. I noticed, yo, just put the pin on this. Nobody's being in Kanye in the verses. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Missy would destroy him. Missy would nah, destroy him. Eight, Missy, de- Missy destroys him. I don't know. Kanye would be oh, tough God. if you consider all the stuff he's produced. That's it'd all be all tough. Fine. That's all fine and well, but you also got to remember something. Missy writes. Missy produces. Missy is also a performer. Yeah, Nobody that's what I'm gonna say. This new version of verses where you got to be on stage. Missy would shine on Yo, stage. Kanye, all right, let me go back to what I was saying before. Kanye's gonna jump on stage, butt ass naked. With, with rosary beads on, you also gotta remember over that, a cloud mist of Hennessy Chardonnay. That, that, that's fine. And then Mitch is, gonna, <laughs> Mitch is gonna bring out a bunch of naked IG dancers to f- drench in that Hennessy that he poured from a cloud. This will have a live Hype Williams video. <laughs> yeah, for real. She's gonna come on the trash bag with a with a fish islands. Oh, just, oh, just for the record, Missy probably got that fire too. I'm just gonna say it there, move it along. So let's talk. <laughs> so let's talk about it, man. She Hulk. We all saw the trailer, right? 
Yeah, yeah that's all true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love every so often I say something to Brandon so uh, so so fucking off the track that he just puts his head down. I fucking love it. So we're gonna start with uh Victor Von <laughs> Super Victor Von Woke. <laughs> we're gonna start with you. What do you think of the CL throw? Yeah, I'm super excited. I love it. I love it. I love that they're going with the classic She-Hulk look. Um, I do enjoy the actual Hulk version of the She-Hulk as well. So I hope that we see that. I, I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see that version of the Hulk, the actual savage um, Hulk version of She-Hulk. But no, I'm excited, man. I love it. I love that it, it, it definitely seems like it's going to have some comedic beats to it. Um, the actress, she looks like the girl from um, that show uh, on Comedy Central. Um, two, not two broke girls. Um, Broad City? Broad City, yes. She looks like one of the girls from Broad City. And I like them, so I'm excited. Off, off, off of that alone, um, I love that uh, Mark Ruff- Mark Ruffalo is going to be. Uh, you're going to see. Seems like he's going to have a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of screen time in this. I mean, I don't know. Trailers do lie, especially when it comes to Marvel. But I'm excited. I'm very excited about it. Uh, what do you got, Brandon? So uh, on another podcast, uh, we are reviewing the show Orphan Black, which is like one of the best sci-fi shows of all time like it's just incredible and Jennifer Maslany is the star of that show who plays like five different characters on that show she's amazing all of them and so I know she's going to be great playing Jennifer Walters because uh, she's incredible um, I'm looking forward to it it's going to be funny uh, you know it's going to be a much more lighthearted than some of the ones we've been recently seeing like we've been really dark uh, you know the MCU's been all about grief recently like Doctor yeah. Strange is about grief Spider-Man No Way Home was about grief you know Loki was about grief WandaVision was about grief like there's a lot of dark stuff recently this is like a lot brighter so and then we're going from Miss Marvel which looks like it's going to be pretty bright into uh, She-Hulk which looks like it's going to be pretty comedic so mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about that not that I don't have any problem with the grief dark stuff I love it but I just like how they're they're changing up things they're giving us different perspectives they're kind of moving away from the Marvel uh, formula a little bit in some of these films and TV shows so I'm excited about that mm-hmm. and Daredevil's going to be in it so we get to see what's mm-hmm. going on with him next absolutely I loved it I do think that the CGI will be touched up a little bit more once they I know people are like oh the CGI I'm like it's not a finished product give it some time my favorite part of the trailer was She-Hulk going on a date and at the end of it she's carrying that dude like a baby and all I can say to myself dream. is that, that's my yo, dream that's my, to, man. My, my wife looked at me she's like that's how you want to die and I'm like yes snooze they found a way to bring they found a way to bring in that part of the She-Hulk character without over-sexualizing her like she is in the comics but she's no longer over-sexualized right like so well recently like, yes yeah, but, recently, for, right? but for most of yeah. her time yeah. Yeah. she's been like the you know Megan Thee Stallion yeah. <laughs> that's like yeah. pretty, yeah. which is fine she's actually like Megan like she's actually yeah. more realistic you know what I'm saying like I like it bro I, I, I really think that Marvel and Disney I think they're the studio that I trust the most 
to bring in a She-Hulk that can be enjoyed by like the majority of people. Like people don't realize how and she's so she's so important to Marvel Comics right now. She's really central. I mean, she's 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 an Avenger right now. You know, she's she's a she's a central character, and I really like that they did that. Like she she's definitely she at points she's been the strongest Hulk. You know, at points. So um, I can't wait. So I want to bring up something that was talked about when you her being over-sexualized. It was a conversation that she had in her an internal monologue in The Avengers by Jason Aaron when she was talking about the conversation she had with Bruce. She says, uh, Bruce said to her a few years back about how envious he was of me, how easy he figured I had it. When he hooked out and became a giant to form monster who couldn't even wear clothes, while I was looking like a bodybuilder who'd been spray-painted green. I could wear a suit, walk down a street up people running and screaming. Teenage boys on posts to me on the wall. Must be nice, Bruce said, to be that Hulk. I've never wanted to punch my cousin so bad, and that's saying something. She went on to go. I told him about the parts of being me that he was oblivious to, about all the times I'd been hit on during team-ups, the bad guys who'd cop a field when we were fighting. The sleazeballs who published photos of me topless when I was in the Fantastic Freaking Four. It it really rather, <laughs> I'd rather if you didn't Google that. No paparazzi ever followed Bruce around taking photos of his butt when he was when he was fighting the leader. I told him looking like a big scary monster didn't sound so bad sometimes. I thought that was dope as hell that Jason Aaron wrote that because it's something and again, this is a white man who I'm sure talked to women about that before he wrote that because I, every every woman I've read that to, they've been like, Yeah, that's what it's like. Or the comment he um during that when Bruce said, I need you to act scared and I need you to act scared and something in order to hook up and he she was like she was like, That's a woman every day of their life. I was mm-hmm. like, Jesus, that's fucking true. From everything a woman's told me, this is dope. And I like that the fact that they're in like to y'all's point, they're empowering women. And I think that's the most important part of this is for I really want these fucking fanboys to realize that a lot of these comic books have nothing to do. They're not for you. Mm-hmm. It's and that's okay. Some of this shit is. Even if I don't like She Hulk, that shit wasn't for me. If I don't like Miss Marvel, that shit wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. These shows are for Miss Marvel is for a younger group of comic book fans, a younger group growing up who want to be creators and artists and all this other stuff. She-Hulk is for a different group of people, so if we don't like it, that doesn't mean anything. Here's the thing, old man. She-Hulk seems like they're marketing it to, like, you know, women like our wives. It seems like it. Like, it seems like something they yeah. like, right? So I'm hoping I'm passing up the conversation a little bit. Prepare yourselves. Thor and She-Hulk fucked a lot. They fucked a whole lot. And I'm hoping, I am hoping, just a little bit, we get a little bit of uh, Thor, She-Hulk, love action. It's probably not going to be like it was in the comic book, but you know. (laughs) Well, you know, they're making, and you know, Disney also makes sure they make it clear who they're making it to. And then they actually go out and market it to those people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unlike DC, who makes Naomi, supposedly for young black girls and then they don't watch the show they don't even know the show exists uh, so that was marketed to young black girls? It, it had to be it wasn't marketed to adults it was literally young black girl in that show one she's uh, the star two. 
This too. The, 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 oh. We could get to a whole conversation about how bad the marketing was with Naomi because I think that was the biggest problem with that overall. Yeah, but, that, was the least uh, black, that was the least black black show I've ever seen in my life. Sorry. So back to Shield because yes. I don't I don't even want to get into that because we have a lot of issues with that show. Even though it was good, it was just it was bad and good all at once. So we so so far we got Frogman. We know we're gonna see Frogman. We got Jamila Al Jamil as Titania, and she looked fantastic in a different kind of outfit. I can't wait for her and Jennifer Walters to have their fight. And I just want to point out that I said to somebody that she was going to be in a Marvel movie. And they said, there's no way in hell that she's going to end up in a movie because she's so... Who are we talking about? She-Hope? Oh, no, Jamila Jamil. Oh. Oh. Uh, Titania, she was in the Deadpool's. And it was like, oh, she's never going to do that because like, she's super body positive and the, the Marvel comics, MCU, they're really the rigorous training that goes into being action heroes. And I was like, all right, but she's going to be in it. I wanted her to play Monet St. Croix. But Marvel but, movies are very body positive. They're just working out in some like they just go whatever their bodies are. Like it's just and some of the characters don't work out. Like there are eight more people, bro. Sorry. Um, perfect example of that is um, oh, is it Tyree Henry? I think his name is from um Atlanta, and he was in um. Yeah. He was a fat black gay dude. Yeah, and, they, and the, I remember the first thing they in said. An interracial relationship with kids. Yeah, and the first thing they, and the first thing he said to him was like, "How much weight do I need to lose?" And he goes, "No, we just want you to look exactly like exactly the way you are." Paper boy, paper boy, all about that paper boy. <laughs> but yeah, man. So I'm, I'm excited for the show. I'm, ex- I'm excited for the show. I know some people are kind of like meh about it. But Ooh, I like to- who are these people? Why? Are well, I do think this? I do think this show is going to be. It's not going to be meh. I'm going to enjoy the show, but. I think it's going to be, you know, the way that the MCU has been going, we saw the same thing with Eternals, right? It's like, you know, and same thing with Falcon and Winter Soldier, like the reaction to that. Like, I love Falcon and Winter Soldier, but the reaction, like, you got Loki, Wanda, see, the problem was when they changed the order, right, because of the pandemic, they had, they, and they end up showing WandaVision first. WandaVision wasn't supposed to be the first one, and WandaVision was supposed to come out right before Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange got pushed way back to now, just happening now. And so Can I just say um that was a that was a that was good. Yeah, well, I thought it was good. But yeah, when they start off with WandaVision, right, and it just sent the internet insane, right? Because of all the theories yeah. and what's gonna happen and this and that, and this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And then you get Loki. Which is like, what the fuck's about to happen? What is this new things we're introducing? Then they show Kang, uh, well, that he remains. And then you get Spider-Man No Way Home, and you get the three Spider-Mans coming in, these other universes. Then you get Doctor Strange and Multiverse in Madness, and you get the Illuminati and all this other stuff. And then you're like, okay, now we're going to tell you a story about a Muslim girl with some nega bands. And then we're going to tell you this little uh, situation comedy with a lawyer, a legal situation comedy. And it's like people, are, I, I know even well-meaning people are going to be like, yo, this is oh. really different. <laughs> and, 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 and let's going. not forget that in between, we're still going to get Thor, Love, and Thunder in July. 
Yeah, we're getting Thor: Love and Thunder. So, I I think even well some well meaning people are going to be like, oh yeah, this is a little bit off. But I think I have no doubt it's going to be good. They haven't made a bad mm-hmm. one yet. People said they didn't like What If. I didn't think What If was bad. You need to filter. You guys, both of you, need to filter your friends list on all your social media. My friends. <laughs> the, only, the only episode of What If I didn't like was the one with Killmonger. And I thought that it was still genius seeing him just be this ruthless motherfucker. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So even if I didn't like it, I appreciated the hell out of it. Like, you know what I mean? And, and y'all know my favorite episode was Party Four. <laughs> I know, you know, yeah. This movie's gonna be, it's most likely gonna be, unless it's like groundbreaking, like Loki and um, WandaVision, it's gonna be like every other MCO, MCU show. It, it might start off a little slow. There's gonna be crazy moments that everybody's gonna talk about. We're gonna love it. And then the ending is not gonna be as good as we thought it was gonna be. It's gonna be okay. It's not gonna be that good. And then there's gonna be an after credits thing that gets us excited about some shit so, in the future. I'm gonna go. say this. That's the formula. Uh, I'm <laughs> gonna say this. Javi, uh, uh, aren't you the same person who said never assume what you're gonna think from Marvel? No, don't assume plot. But I mean, this has literally been every MCU show on Disney other than like, WandaVision and Loki. So, uh, not even just the WandaVision or Loki. I don't think that. People um, turned on the WandaVision finale. I remember that because they had hyped it up to be something that was never going to. They literally told you it was Agatha all along. And then people got mad that it was Agatha all along. But Loki. The ending, yeah, you're right. Loki ending was the opposite. Loki ending was fire because nobody was expecting to actually see him. Other than Loki. Yeah, you're right. WandaVision. I don't think credit scene that got me excited with the. um, I thought the Hawkeye. I, um, I thought the Hawkeye finale was dope as hell. It was. I, I, I felt rushed, bro. It felt rushed to me. Can I do a quick? Can I do a really quick aside? Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier, really quick. What happened with that was they had to redo a bunch of reshoots because mm. of COVID. And shit got shut down. Yeah. So the story was a little bit disjointed because that's not exactly how it was supposed to go. But my really quick aside was I've been seeing, I've been reading a lot of um, reviews and commentary on Doctor Strange. And the, a very consistent uh, complaint that people have about this film that I really do not understand, but it's very consistent, even with people I respect, is they don't think that Wanda's arc made sense. And they were like, we thought Wanda, we thought this was going to be a redemption movie because at the, because how WandaVision ended. And I'm like, did y'all watch the after credit scene of Wanda? Did that look like somebody who was in a good place. That didn't look like somebody who was in a good place to me. But people are just like, she came out, she ended Westview, and she seemed like she came to grips with her mistakes. And now we start Doctor Strange, and she's back to being insane again. And I'm she like, left Westview as the villain. She like, left Westview as the villain. She tortured an entire town, bro. With then she no went and started diving into the... Then she went and started diving into the dark hole. No, she didn't learn any lessons, bro. No, she, she didn't learn anything. zero lessons. Her man but that's like a very common... That's a very common <laughs> complaint. I've seen that everywhere about Doctor Strange. I really love the movie, but I don't understand Wanda's art. It doesn't really match up with WandaVision. Then you, then you didn't understand the movie. It's really just that simple. This wasn't her redemption art came at the end of Doctor at Strange. Exactly. And she was one she was actually the hero of that movie. And I have a, if you go if you want me to go, Absolutely. To that go right theory. go right ahead, man. So Sam Raimi's one of my favorite 
directors, right? Mm-hmm. In Sam Raimi movies, usually the heroes or the good, the good guys or whatever are usually people that get into situations they shouldn't have and it got out of control. And they get fucked up, right? But eventually they beat the big bad and there's usually a stinger at the end where the big bad comes back. But the good guy usually gets fucked up, they're barefoot, they're bloody, they get possessed, they get whatever, right? And all, then, of that, and all of that was... <laughs> yeah, that was all her, bro. Like, it was crazy how they put that shit together, bro. It was crazy. Sam Raimi is a fucking genius, bro. Like, it he's was a, like... He, yeah. He's a god. Yeah. It was, it was like... It was almost like Doctor Strange was narrating Wanda's story. And... and, and yeah, but Wanda's America still ain't no fucking hero. She ain't redeemed herself yet. She oh, just... Well, well she did destroy all the dark homes within all of... Yeah, that's the least she could do. She literally <laughs> redeemed herself. Yeah. The ultimate oh, version really? of herself redeemed herself. She redeemed herself, bro. She was like, your, kid, your kids, these ain't your kids, but they straight. Now go that's go. all it takes go after murdering relax, thousands of people? Yeah, but they, okay, and here's another thing. Wanda... That wasn't Wanda. So if anybody reads Marvel, which you guys do, right? The Darkhold, it changes you. It changes your history. Mm-hmm. It turns you into a totally different thing. There's a whole recent series where a couple of heroes, they read it in order to fight um, the person who created it. I, I can't say the name. Can somebody say his name for me, please? Katon. Katon. I say sh- whatever. Katon. Whatever. I can't say that word. Um, I just did. Uh Trying to defeat him, and then all these all the heroes read it, and they become literal opposites for the art villain. They go insane. So you're saying Wanda? So you're saying Wanda went on H chan and got radicalized? I'm saying H chan got into Wanda. Yeah, no Wanda, no Wanda went and got the dark hole. It didn't just end up there. She took that shit. But look at the scene. Look at the scene with Charles when Charles enters her mind state, right? That was the real Wanda. The real Wanda was the Wanda stuck in that traumatic experience of her being stuck in the rubble with that bomb or whatever that represents. I think that's what that represented, being lost. And that red mist, that evil Wanda, that was the evil corrupting her, right? Like that, I think, again, there was a lot of symbolism in that. Um, well, I think in the beginning, they talked about the difference between like the Scarlet Witch and Wanda. And yeah. they said in the beginning, that's no longer Wanda, that's the Scarlet Witch. And yeah. so while there's a difference between, well, there's a quote unquote difference between the two, but I think the biggest part about it is it's like there's the power that comes with being the Scarlet Witch, as the phrase goes, you know, absolute, absolute power corrupts, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. So I think that's what the, it, the point of that was. So without the dark hole, like, you know, since she had power that was absolute, there was nothing she could really do about it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she became so she became obsessed with that. And like we've had conversations with like think about the idea of what she went through. Like, you know what I mean? It's a incredibly traumatic incident. And everyone goes, Oh, she was running the wrist wrist the universe for da da da. I'm like, if you don't understand what she's going through, then you've never been in love. I disagree with you. I'm listening to go I'm I'm up for this I'm up for disagreements, man. Go Wanda ahead. went and destroyed the whole universe because destroyed multiple tried to destroy multiple universes and killed thousands of people because her iPhone stopped working. 
<laughs> she fell. She fell in love with a, a, a iPhone. She fell in love with an iPhone. She had to break the iPhone to save the world in her mind. She broke her iPhone, tried to save the world. The world didn't get saved that time, and so she's mad. And so what she decided to do? She decides to go to a town, mind control an entire town, recreate, make kids out of thin air and hold people hostage as slaves. And then she goes, oh, I'm sorry. That that's that was her apology. She did, oh, my did bad. she say sorry? She, she didn't, didn't say, say sorry. She, she just basically said, she was, oh, oh, maybe I should, oh, all right. She Yo, fl- flies away, <laughs> flies away, goes on 8chan, starts reading about, reading about the dark arts and getting, and getting radicalized, and then decides to kill a little teenager to take her powers so that she can travel through the multiverse to kidnap someone else's kids. Yo, sometimes you gotta kill a teenager to get absolute power to get your, your fake-ass kids back. That's what Wanda did. That's what Wanda did. <laughs> what I just explained to you. Can I if something happened to your wife, Brandon, you would go, you would, you'd murder a teenager to get your wife. My back. wife is real. My wife is not <laughs> an iPhone. No, but hold up, hold up, hold up. This is one of the, this is like, like honestly, Wanda can have a mixtape. Which can have a mixtape. A couple of lines on there was, you know, I'm showing restraint by not showing up. Like, that shit was fucking bars. That shit was bars, bro. That was dialogue level bars. But there was another one that that correlates to what you just said, Brandon. And I think she's answering your question because Dr. Strange said the same thing. These kids ain't real. They were made out of magic. But she was like, don't all moms make their kids out of magic? Yo. I'll put popcorn in my mouth and that shit dropped out of my mouth. Hit the floor. Mad dramatic in slow motion. The whole world went slow motion when I heard that shit. Ready? All moms are y'all magic, can defend, Y'all can defend Wanda. I will not participate <laughs> on the defense of Wanda. Yo, all right. So, I'm so not gonna say nothing bad about Wanda because I'm afraid she might come out the screen and kill my ass. So, I'm <laughs> so, so I got a couple of questions. What are your thoughts on what are your expectations for She-Hulk? Brandon, you go first. Well, it's just gonna be a sitcom. You know, introduce the character mm-hmm. to people who don't know about it. Try to distinct. Try to make her distinct from Bruce because a lot of people who don't know any better are going to be like, oh, it's just Girl Hulk. Why do I care? Uh, So they're going to try to give her some type of distinct personality, a difference between Bruce, uh, which is weird why they have Bruce in the Professor Hulk form in the show because if the idea is that um, Jennifer can just like be Hulk all the time and be smart and all that shit, then you probably should have that contrast with like insane maniac Hulk just terrorizing and going on rampages as opposed to like brilliant banner Professor Hulk talking her through this shit like I think so I wonder how that's gonna go but yeah that's what they're gonna do they're gonna try to establish Jennifer Walters as a character that they can bring back and she's gonna be eventually a part of the new Avengers which I think is what the next Avengers movie is gonna be called the new Avengers or the ultimates or the ultimates. I, I, I have I, I wrote an article about this a while ago. I think that the next 
I don't think they should use the Avengers next. I think they should save that for something else. I think the next movie should actually be the Ultimates or lead up to the Ultimates. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, what are your, what do you think's next? What do you, what are your expectations for She-Hulk? As I've constantly repeated, I do not, pre- I no longer predict what's going to happen in Marvel. No, no, no. Not that, what are you predicting? What are your expectations? Yeah, but I'm saying, so this, you know, my, even, I even had that, like, I have some expectations. I kind of explained my general expectations for this show, right? Like, it's going to follow the formula, the general formula of all these shows, not mentioning the plot. Um, I think the things I'm excited about most about the movie are some of the things that Brandon, I think, rightfully say kind of add some disjointedness to these projects the fact that they're out of they, they have to change the order so i really love world building but not only love world building i love when normal characters or normal situations get tossed into like these crazy comic book worlds especially after events and then characters kind of mention them here and there and you see the result you see how like the blip kind of change changes the world for everybody else right little easter eggs you see here and there and i think um focusing on these characters that are a little bit more grounded relative to other characters. Um, I'm excited to see how, like, the somewhat normal everyday heroes and people are, are changed because of what's, hap- what's happening around them, right? So any, I don't know what the time frame is for this. It's af- it's either slightly before the, the, the second snap or after, because we have Professor Hulk. Um, I did not see an injured arm, so I'm not sure. So that um, was a part that bugged me. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what what Hulk we're getting at this point. Yeah, so um, so I'm not sure where it is, but you know, where, wherever it is, some interesting stuff has happened in the MCU universe at this point, and it's going to be exciting. Um, one more thing, as far as Professor Hulk being there, I didn't think about that till Brandon brought it up, but I think it can be spun into a positive because, again, the modern day She Hulk doesn't even go by She Hulk anymore, right? She goes by the Hulk. So I could kind of see. Um, she's going by She Hulk again. Again, yeah, she's, she's changed recently. Yeah, you're right. She's actually, and, and she's she's more clo- more closely aligned to the original way she looked as well. But mm-hmm. I can see them kind of going through the stages of She-Hulk throughout this series, right? We start off with the classic look, something happens, she becomes more savage, and I think we, I would love to see, I don't know, they have an unlimited budget, but I would love to see um, like the Hulk versus She-Hulk, or trying to like being a team to kind of calm her down or whatever, maybe kind of like, you know, so, you know, I'm excited. All that stuff, all those possibilities um, are things that I'm thinking about when I'm, when I'm thinking about what I'm anticipating um, for She-Hulk. So it's a lot. I'm excited. So uh, I have some, I have some comic books that I, I really want to discuss that. Do you, before I go, do you guys have any She-Hulk comic books that you guys would suggest? Oh, the recent run of Avengers, man. Read that. Like, you, you get a lot. Jason Aaron. You get a lot. Jason Aaron. Dance Lots. Seahawk is pretty good. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, I, and Dance Lots, one of those people was like, in certain artists I trust, Dance Lot is definitely one of those people that I absolutely trust to create a really good, um, uh, a really good, um, comic book series. I agree. So I'm gonna give you guys more than a. F- I'm gonna give you guys more than a few. First off, we gotta we have to talk about uh, Avengers Disassembled because she was a big part of that, and especially because like it does factor in the stuff that happened to Wanda Maximoff. That's definitely something that has to be brought up. 
as Hobby said, the Jason Aaron, and as you said, Brandon, GTN Slot. Charles Soule wrote a brief She-Hulk series that I enjoyed. Was it great? Meh. Was it fun reading? Absolutely. At one point, she put her finger on the table with these people who were fuck with her, like these um, sexist men who didn't really trust her to be a lawyer, and then just pressed it on the table slightly and broke the whole fucking thing in half and scared the shit out of them. It was fucking fantastic. I love it. The current run written by Rainbow Roll, I think the name is, is a really good series. It's it's awesome. Everything about it is awesome. I hate saying this person's name because they're a racist piece of shit, but Peter David's run of She-Hulk is a 10. It's so fucking good. I I have no complaints about it. I read it from, from start to finish. This Hulk run is pretty good, too. Oh, no, I haven't read that. I started it, but I never finished the Hulk run. And it's a one-shot, and Javi and both of you guys will probably, I'm pretty sure, will agree with me because it's written by Al Ewing, the immortal She-Hulk um, one-shot. Peace, bro. So good. So All those immortal one-shots are crazy. Fucking immortal X-Men is ridiculous right now. So, yeah, I have I, my expectations... I hate to say this, I really don't like having high expectations, but my expectations for She-Hulk are pretty high. Yeah, yeah. I really, do, I, I, I have high expectations. This specifically, at first they, there were no none going in, but then the two of you guys reminded me that this is going to be more of a sitcom than it is going to be an action adventure. And I love sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye, Hawkeye will be the Hawkeye and What If will be the two shows that I go back and watch specifically because they're fun. Mm-hmm. Were mm-hmm. they the, were were they the best? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. That that goes to Loki and that goes to WandaVision. So Hawkeye might be my new Hawkeye might be my new Christmas tradition, to be honest with you. I agree. We've had this conversation mm-hmm. and I'm with it. Specifically because there's a lot that goes on with, with um with that show. It's fun. It's a Christmas show. I think that people shit on it because it's not what they wanted and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. But I thought everybody in it, um a lot a lot what cops who played Echo or Maya Lopez was fantastic. So what do you think about Miss Marvel? I'm gonna we kind of just skipped over that. That's next. We're going to talk about that when it comes close to next. I'm pretty sure we're going to get one more trailer coming up. But I want to save that. I definitely want to save that, especially considering what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So I want to save that. So I have a, a, a segment called Know Your Geek. Know Your Geek is something that Javi brought to the table. Know Your Geek is something where you talk about a particular power, subject, character, etc. Anything in the geek world. Perfect. And so I wanted to discuss telepathy. Mm-hmm. Specifically, I wanted to talk about how everybody says they want telepathy, but they don't know what comes with telepathy and how much mental fortitude and what actually comes with telepathy. Who would like to start before I get into my rant? Yo, that's one of the that's one of the many powers I would never want. Period. Just telepathy, right? Not telekinesis. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up, uh, Brandon, because that's next. Yeah, I would not like. I, I feel like that's one of the powers, like you said, that comes with. Yo, it's just every telepath. The most, the more powerful the telepath you are in comics, like. The more like there's the likelihood of you being just screwed up is just like every mate every 
if people don't realize this, like every every crazy powerful person who's a telepath is fucked up in some ways. Yeah, one of them even went from an English an English white woman to an Asian woman. Yeah, Legion fucked up. Psylocke fucked up. Freaking Xavier. Yo, Xavier is the equivalent of power and absolute power. Yeah, are there any telepaths who aren't mutants? Um, yes, Shield has a few. There are telepaths that are. I know there's an inhuman. I know there's an inhuman. I forget the. There are there are telepaths that aren't mutants, but they're not necessarily the most popular. Okay. Eternals. There's Eternals. There's some aliens. There's some alien species that could read your mind. Isn't is Cable a telepath? Can't, doesn't he have that? Cable's a mutant. Thanos is a telepath as well. Um, so, is Mr. so is Mr. Sinister. He's not a mutant. He's something. He's a mutant. He's yeah. a mutant. He's a mutant. Coca Cola tells no. so. No, it, there's a difference. Like, for example, Deadpool. I don't need your DNA, but he's a mutant. Yeah. He's not a yeah. mutant. But that's what I'm saying. Like, how is that? Well, Deadpool, I feel that they didn't let him. I he's, feel like that was retcon, though. He was a mutant. He's not a mutant. He's, 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 uh, his um, healing factor was derived from Wolverine. He was always a yeah. human who was cancer. was killing him, so he gave Wolverine. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I, I can't wait to have a whole episode about that. Y'all know my yeah. love for Deadpool. That's what you hear there. Um, um, Javi, your thoughts on telepathy? It's just, yo, it's just, like I said before, bro, it's, it's not, I feel like that's actually a curse. Like, Spider-Man movies have always tried to tell us, whatever, right? Like, no, tele- tele- telepathy, but, like, Spider-Man can freaking do everything I would always want to do. I don't know why he complains about life. Like, if I was Spider-Man, I'd be the happiest man on Earth, bro, period. But fucking telepathy, bro, like, I would just stay in my room all day. I would I would, I would, would stay in a lead, I would stay in a shack in the middle of the Arizona desert away from people 24-7, because I, like, imagine just an unfiltered view into people's brains. Their inner thoughts. Like, I don't even like some of my inner thoughts. Why would I want to, like, no, you could never have a friend. You can literally it's it, be a, be a woman in this world with telepathy. Like, hell no, bro. Like telepathy is it just comes with too many caveats and it plays out in every single comic, like Marvel, DC, Image. Doesn't matter who you are in 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 in, in comics. If you have telepathy, bro, your life is screwed. Period. So I don't need to go on a rant because everything that I wanted to say, you guys said, and the biggest thing for me with telepathy that seems like the worst thing to do is just having to the, the constant, like even, I don't know, because like, um, Emma Frost has said this, Charles Xavier has said this, Jean Grey has said it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't help but hear other people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. Emma Frost, so, I think it's the most well-adjusted telepath. In comics, well, like, she's a badass, so she probably hides all her shit. I want to disagree, but I I find it hard. I think that she's the, I think she's the most well adjusted. I think mm-hmm. Jean Grey and Cable, the Cable is just like when he's allowed to be the most powerful, are the most powerful. I think mm-hmm. you're right that Emma Frost is the most well adjusted, and I think a lot of it has to do with her personality. Mm-hmm. She specifically has this whole thing where she understands what's going on. And because, mm-hmm. as you said, she's so well-adjusted, she can filter shit out. 
It's like, I have this thing where I've worked retail so long that I don't hear songs I don't want to hear. I just mm-hmm. blank them out. Mm-hmm. So I feel that's kind of like Emma Frost. Like, she just doesn't really need to hear something. But, like, she'll kind of walk by something and go, oh, hello. And that's the thing. I think Emma Frost, def- like, I think she either blocks out things she doesn't want to hear. I think that's, I didn't really think about that. But I also think it's a possibility that she hears everything. She just doesn't give a fuck. And she uses everything to her advantage. Like, oh, this guy has dirty thoughts about me. Oh, that's how I would be. I wouldn't want to be a fight. I wouldn't want to be a superhero with telepathy. But if I, I would want to go through life, job interviews, mm-hmm. fucking going to like the bar or restaurant. And I can know what people are thinking about me, I'm trying to date, you know, and I don't have to try to figure out what the person's trying to do. I know how they feel. Hmm. That would be very helpful if I could control it. That's also the other part about that is, is actually trying to control that. It, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. People always say that they can do that, but when you look at the people who say they want telepathy and you look at them, they have no discipline. Telepathy isn't is just as tough. It's probably more. It's pro- telepathy is probably tougher physically to, to hold on to than it is to like exercise physically. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's a the stuff for cuckoos kind of handle it, okay? But they're, but they're, all, but they're, they're also five, five, yeah. Five, so, five, yeah. 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 so it's split between five minds, and mm-hmm. they also had this thing where I think it was in New Mutants, I believe, or it was in Cable, where they share the responsibility of who the leader is. Mm-hmm. And that's dope because that's what you have to do. You have to be able. Some people don't have. Some people are not as equipped for things as they, as they think they are. And that's my whole point. By the way, any, if anybody from Marvel is listening, bring back the gifted. That's all I got to say. All right. And before we get into the news, which um, is Brandon's topic, I just want to say that Morbius was a six pack of ass. I don't know why anybody accepted that. Expect anything other. I, I, like, dog, there's a lot of people who think it's good. There are, I found out there's a lot of people who like this movie. And I'm like, yo, this movie's a six pack of ass, and I will never watch this shit ever again. This shit and, the trailers, and the trailers didn't just like, like, misdirect you. They literally lied, bro. They literally lied. There was a poster of Spider Man. Walking by Spider Man. Like, I wanted to watch it just to see how Spider Man interacted with this universe. And you know what? Fuck me then. Actually, you know, you know, you know what? You you know exactly how Spider-Man interacts with this movie. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. But, but they definitely mentioned him for some reason, even though Spider-Man clearly doesn't exist in that universe. But it's clearly Spider-Man's fault. And Morbius knows all about him, so you know, whatever. Whatever. Who all needs right. logic and scripts, right? Who needs like consistent storytelling? Like, oh, fuck us, fuck the audience. We're too dumb to understand anything. Like, Sony, oh, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. So that's all we got. We we're gonna face all we up. But I also want to have Brandon talk about the stuff going on with Sasha Banks and Naomi because the WWE is some weird shit. But I'd like to know your opinion on that. I don't really have one besides. I'm going to rock with Sasha and Naomi. I don't really know what's going on. They could have did some fuck shit. I don't care. I'm still going to take their side. Um, I think it was funny on SmackDown yesterday when Michael Cole was like announcing that they were super suspended. And as soon as it happened, I tweeted, I was like, 
Pat McAfee looks like he wants no part of this statement. He ain't want nothing to do with that. He ain't say a word. That entire time that Michael Cole was talking, he didn't say a word. And he and Michael Cole said something like, Sasha Banks and Naomi have really disappointed us and their fans. And Pat McAfee kind of like turned his head like he didn't want to be in the shot. When she was saying that, it was hilarious. Um, but, you know, you know, WWE is one of those things that, you know, just like a lot of things in life, because I don't cancel or I don't boycott. You know, if I want to watch pro wrestling, I got two choices, really. I got WWE yeah. and AEW. Both of them do some good things, and both of them have some problematic things. And so I go into it understanding that the point is just to call it out when they do some fuck shit and hope that they do better. At this point, AEW has done better with reacting to people calling them out on things, but they're also only been around for a couple of years. So, you know, they don't have a 71 year old billionaire who's stuck in his ways. He's been doing it for 50 years. Right. So it's easier to get to them. Uh, so, you know, I hope Sasha, I hear that their contracts are coming up and they will both be offered a lot of money by AEW. If WWE lets their contracts expire, they'll both be offered uh, seven figures, most likely, or high six figures, probably for Naomi. It's definitely seven figures for Sasha. Uh, and Sasha's got Disney money and she's doing a lot of things. So they're going to be fine any, either way. So they stood up for what they thought was right. And uh, WWE acted like a bitch. And so they got to do it. I think they thought that the people were going to be on their side. And I think they're finding out that even like white people, from what I've seen, I mean, I've seen the assholes, but like a lot of white people have been on their side, on Sasha mm-hmm. and Naomi's side. And I think that's partly because a lot of people are just down on WWE creative in general. So they're just yeah. like, oh, they're mad at creative. They're probably right because it's been ass recently. And so I think WWE thought they were going to have the fans be like, oh, they walked out. We're mad at Sasha and Naomi. And most of the fans are like, oh, no, I get it. Yeah, this is stupid. They probably heard something stupid and was like, no, nah, we're not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, and someone brought up a point how it was reminiscent to Stone Cold Steve Austin when he decided he wasn't going to. When they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have you wrestle Brock Lesnar," there was like there was no build up to it. It was just like you're just gonna do it. Stone Cold was like, "No, I'm no, not just, not just wrestle. We're gonna have you wrestle him on on net on TV, not on pay per view, and lose <laughs> to him." Yeah, no build up, no nothing, and that was just it. He was like, "No, fuck that shit." And, I, and so and a lot of it comes down to integrity, and like you said, we don't know what the fuck actually happened. But I also want to point out that again, we have this episode. If you guys want to go back and listen to it, it's called WWE being racist and incompetent. It's another episode of the Old Man Way Show. Me and Brandon talked about this. We are going to continue talking about WWE shit on here randomly because it is nerd culture. But I'm gonna ride with my black women. I'm riding with Sasha and Naomi until I'm showing otherwise. Yeah, even if they fucked up. Okay, so fire them. Yeah. They're going to go get a job somewhere else. They'll be just fine. <laughs> so, I'm assuming that Sasha and Naomi, Naomi are black women? Yes. yes. All right, so I Sasha's from Boston, Javi. She's not from Boston. She was born in California. She's just, she just spent most of her life here. I mean, she's from Boston. Yo, um, yeah, I'm pro them. I'm with them. I don't know what's going on. I don't know nothing about wrestling, but two black women versus the WWE. Yeah, fuck that. I'm with them. And that's and therein lies the, the thing about it is, it's like I think that the WWE thought that they would give us Bianca Belair and we would just be cool with it, but they forget 
even when Bianca Belair was at the peak, people were still like, what the fuck are y'all doing with Naomi? That shit was trending every fucking week. So I slapped that. 40,000 people. What are y'all doing with Naomi? So, that's what that is. Uh, before we get out of here, well, I guess episode one. Before we get out of here, what are y'all reading? And don't say X-Men Red Book will get into it in the next episode. I'm not caught up on X-Men. Um, I'm caught up on the Fantastic Four, which I'm enjoying. Um, it's, it's, it's not, no pun intended, it is fantastic. Yeah, Dan Slot is great. Um, I keep telling old man to watch, I mean, to read The Human Target um, with Tom King, but that shit is fucking amazing. Um, I think it's I finished, think though. It, I think that's one of the um, comic books up for an Eisner. It probably is. It's fucking incredible. Um, same thing with so a lot of people. I I just read anything Tom King. I'll say this really quick. I read anything Tom King, and Tom King has done this thing recently where he just takes after he's done with like he's just done like random um, characters. So like he's doing the Human Target, which is a random character that a lot of people don't know. But before that, he did a twelve issue maxi series on Adam Strange uh, oh, which which a lot of people just think is the guy that goes pew pew right but he <laughs> it was it was in DC Black label this Adam Strange book and it was very 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 dark very dark uh, but fantastic and people should read it um, and then the other thing I've been reading is um, Saga because that's my shit. It's my favorite book of all time. So I'm reading Saga. And I started going in. I started... Save something um, save some, save some for the next episode, man. No, I got one more. It's just one more. Um, I started dedicating some time every week to read uh, Marvel Unlimited in the DC... I forget what it's called. The DC app with the old books just to read some yeah. things that I missed. And so I started reading uh, the Beta Ray Bill series from last year that everyone kept telling me was great. That's actually up for it. That's up for an Eisner for best miniseries. Really? It's the best thing I read all last year, bro. I've read the first two issues, so I love it so far. I don't even understand why. It doesn't even have like why Beta Ray Bill? Why is it so fucking big? Like whose idea was that? Like that's why I know Beta Ray Bill is about to show up in Thor Love and Thunder because why? 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 I get excited when people bring up that series because it's so fucking Javi, what do you got? Or do you want me to go next? Um, I was just looking. I'm reading a lot of shit right now. To be honest. Well, give me, give me two. Give me two. I'm, 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 I'm rereading Access. Um, Access. Sorry, the Marvel speak. Comics one. Yeah, I'm rereading the trade. Why? I was watching a video and they were talking about when Tony Stark became evil and shit, and I was like, Yo, where does that sound familiar? I was like, Oh, it's Access. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, when he did that, the extreme and shit. That was, yeah. And I, I, I'm like, yeah, that was actually pretty interesting. And I was like, oh, that shit was, did, that did start in Axis, right? So I'm like, let me reread it. And now that I'm rereading it, the, the, the idea of it is ridiculous. 
It's fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, the way they ended that, that fight with the Red Skull was stupid. But honestly, <laughs> it's entertaining. There's a lot of moments in there that's entertaining as fuck. Like, no, no, no. Sam Wilson, Sam Wilson beating the shit out of an old ass Captain America. That was pretty funny. But that's the thing about it. It was a lot. It, it kind of reminded me. You know what it did? It reminded me of. It, you know, I'll save it. We'll do an access yeah. episode. I'm not no, even going to get into it. It's fun, bro. It is fun. So I won't go into too many details, but honestly, I'm enjoying reading it. I hated well, it when it came out. I hated, I hated like the second time I read it too. But I'm enjoying it right now for some reason. Is, um, is Donnie Cates writing the new Beta Ray Bill? Yes, I think he did write that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All yeah, right, so did. I'm just, I'm literally just buying them all right now. It's uh, so, that artwork, yeah. the art, ooh. It's on Marvel Unlimited, old man, if you have that. I like to, I kind of like owning the stuff that I do, though. I'm, I'm a snob. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, you can't, I'm a snob nah, like that. Sometimes you can't find it when I take it off on, off on Unlimited. I'm also rereading, and that brought me back to um, Mighty Avengers with um, Blue Cage as a leader, um, Special Nasty, Blue Marvel. Oh, you, oh, you read Mighty Avengers, no, no. Mighty Avengers, yeah. Because that, that, that intersected with um, Axis, so that kind of got me in there. And they tried to check the Mighty Avengers, but Blue Marvel was part of the crew, and so evil Tony Stark was like, you know what? I'll pass. So I'm reading that. And then um, my more recent comic books, I got one more for you here. You said three, right? You, you um, realize we have another episode, right? So I'm reading a lot of shit. So, but yeah, I can stop right there. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We can actually start with what we're reading next. That'll actually be fun. Yeah. So for me, I'm reading Task Force C. If any of you guys know, Red Hood is one of Red Hood is easily my favorite DC Comics character. So I'm reading Task Force C. Nightwing continues to be probably the best DC Comics book out. Mm. Like Brandon, thank you again. Oh, Nightwing's fantastic. I forgot about it, that. Yo, it not only is it the best written, it is easily the best drawn comic book. Did you see period. the one? What, what, it was like a couple episodes back where it was, it was like, like a side scroller. Yo, it was like yo, a side scroller from a video game. Yo, it was it was it was beautiful. Like I almost cried at how beautiful it was. So there, it was funny. So. The writer is it Tom King who's writing Tom it? Taylor. Tom Taylor. So Tom Taylor said to to do writing it. Let me talk about thing. I don't want to because I actually wrote an article about this. Um, Shameless plug. So Bruno Redondo. So Tom Taylor said to Bruno Redondo, "Hey, you don't have to give us a ridiculous cover because you've been working super hard." And he said, no. And then created this beautiful cover for, I think, well, either the, if it's not the next episode, if it's not for the next issue, it's one of the next three issues that he comes out because he really puts his foot into a lot of fucking work. And I, I can't wait. Um, other than Nightwing, I'm also reading, oh, Savage Avengers number one. Read that shit. And shout out to Super Woke Hobby. I'm actually shouting out both of y'all. My two picks are shouting out to both of you. It's uh, Brandon Orton for Nightwing, and it's it's um, uh, Victor Von Woke for Savage Avengers. The new Savage Avengers just came out. It's book number one. It's Conan the Barbarian again. And Jesus fucking Christ, man. Every time I read Conan the Brian, Conan the Brian, wow. Conan the Barbarian, I'm like, this dude is just a fucking monster of a character. Mm. And all he and he's just he's just a dude. He's just a tough dude mm. with a fucking sword. And it, it doesn't really matter. So I didn't I realize sh- I didn't realize that like 
Marvel getting the rights to Conan, Conan would have brought me so much joy. But man, he's fucking great. He's fucking great, bro. So, thanks everyone for listening. You can find you found us here. Don't forget to listen to the Old Man Wade Show. Do not forget to listen to Why So Serious, the uh, podcast hosted by Brandon, even though he kind of hosts this one too. Um, <laughs> but don't forget to picture that. Don't forget to find oldmanwade.com. Don't forget to find us on Twitter. You can find me at oldmanwade.com. You can find Hobby on Let Shit Record even though he actually never uses his Instagram. And you can or your find mama's it. house. Oh, or your mama's house. You, you do, oh, you, you find Javi at your mama's house? Uh, you might as well just call it a wrap because it, it's over. You can find Brand Norton. I'm the at, daddy now. You can call, you can find Brand Norton at that cool black nerd. Uh, it's T-H-A-T-C-O-O-L-B-L-K N-E-R-D. And if not, just type in Hank McCoy's a menace because he actually is. Until then, be a nerd, be a blurred, and love yourself. Peace. So y'all got, y'all got time to do the next one? Well, is it possible to do the second episode tomorrow? Because I am falling the fuck asleep right now. Bro. I do not. I'm not sure if I'm going to have time because we have a new dog. We have a new puppy tomorrow. Um, um, we can try to find another day this week. That works for you. Is Monday possible? Monday works for me. Monday works for me. Monday works. Go get some rest, Harvey. For real, for real. Let's go. You go to sleep. Do what you gotta do. Bro, bro thank you so much. Man. Sorry. So about I'm gonna, that, get, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, I'm, no, let me apologize for it. I'm gonna get to the stuff this game. Um, and thankfully, I don't have to put it on. I don't have to keep it on mute, even though I'm probably going to because I can't stand Mark Jackson. Brandy, yeah. do I look tired? No. Oh, you just like high. <laughs> I'm not even high, bro. I'm just tired. Like I got home at five in the morning, and then I have to be at a um. My my cousin owns a daycare, and she needs somebody to do like camera work for her like fundraiser today. So I did that, and I had to be there by like nine thirty, ten o'clock. And I did that for like four out four hours. And then I came here and then prepared for this shit and then did this fucking crazy amount of hours with you guys. I need to fucking sleep, bro. Um Get some maybe, sleep. what um can fuck would you be able to do nine uh nine? Could you do seven excuse me, could either one of you guys do seven PM tomorrow or like six PM tomorrow? I could do any time tomorrow, bro. Yeah, right. good tomorrow. Alright, let me um check with Maria because we got we're going to get the puppy tomorrow. So let me figure out what's up with her and I'll let you guys know what time works for us and we'll figure it out from there. Sounds good to me. Appreciate it. I might be a little high too. I I forgot I smoked right before we How long Harvey, how long is this episode? Uh it doesn't tell me on this shit. On the first one. Well, I just love that fucking that first episode is is going directly to old man Wade. Uh, the yeah, there's mad content that we just did, bro. If you guys, yeah, there's mad fucking content on that shit. Yeah. This was fucking fantastic. I loved it. Yo, Brandon, do you have WWE 2K yet? No, I'm not buying that. Yo, it looks this, slow. New, this new game is the shit. <laughs> this, uh, someone that follows me 